Earlier this summer, I had the opportunity to participate in seminars with friends of Thomas Aquinas College. It being a presidential election year, we decided to consider texts which would help us to reflect on some of the fundamental principles animating this country. Among the texts we read were excerpts from Alexis de Tocqueville's Democracy in America, a work considered here in the junior seminar. In these excerpts, Tocqueville is concerned with religion and its essential role in American democracy. In a remarkable passage, he says that, quote, religion is the first of America's political institutions, unquote. Religion's principal advantage, he continues, is to provide clear answers to fundamental questions. Questions about God's existence, human nature, man's ordination to a supernatural life, and the nature of justice and human goodness, and to provide a counterweight to some of democracy's most dangerous tendencies. Quote, its tendency to isolate citizens from one another, leading them to be concerned only with themselves alone, and its tendency to open their souls excessively to the love of material pleasures, end quote. It is good for us to be reminded of the essential role religion plays in public life. And as a consequence, to reflect on the vital role that Catholic liberal education, the education you freshmen are about to undertake, plays in public life as well. Where religion is to be robust, faith must be robust. For without faith, there is no religion. And without Catholic education, there is no faith. Or because faith is a gift and because grace builds upon nature, perhaps it is better to say that without Catholic education, whatever faith there is, is liable to be feeble and uninformed. To those of you who are Catholic, I say without hesitation that the education you will pursue at Thomas Aquinas College will nourish and strengthen your faith. The education here is not undertaken from outside the faith. It is not structured to criticize or challenge the faith. Rather, it is undertaken from within the Catholic faith. In the words of our founding document, it is faith-seeking understanding. Our starting points in the study of theology are the principles, mysteries, and doctrines of our Catholic faith. Our goal is to increase our understanding of these starting points to the extent we can and to deepen our knowledge and love of God. To those of you who are not Catholic, I say that if you pursue our curriculum faithfully and diligently, 
you will certainly grow in your understanding of Catholicism and will receive a philosophical formation that will put you securely on the path to wisdom. In the first year, we undertake a careful reading of sacred scripture, trusting that it contains the revealed word of God and trusting that God's revelation is coherent, cogent, and life-giving. We know from experience that not every difficulty which scripture presents will be resolved in this first year, but we trust that this first year will awaken in you a certain wonder about God's revelation, inspire confidence in the deep unity between the Old and New Testaments, and kindle a desire to pursue energetically the more systematic theology of the second, third, and fourth years of our program. Trusting in the guidance and teaching authority of the church, in the second year, we undertake a careful study of the works of some of the greatest fathers of the church, most notably St. Augustine, St. Athanasius, St. Anselm, and St. John Damascene, among others. The works of these fathers are great in their own right. Presupposing your acquaintance with scripture, they will introduce you to profound reflections on grace, divine providence, the nature of God, the incarnation, and the meaning and purpose of the suffering, death, and resurrection of our Lord. Finally, trusting again in the authority of the church and of the popes who over the centuries have urged us to go to Thomas and relying on the formation and preparation you have received in our philosophy tutorials, in the third and fourth years you will undertake the scientific study of theology by considering carefully some of the most important parts of the Summa Theologiae on the nature of sacred doctrine, on God's existence and attributes, on the eternal, natural, and human laws, on the Trinity, on the Incarnation, and on the sacraments. Our study of theology culminates in the contemplation of these central mysteries and doctrines of the Catholic faith. And assuming that this study has been enriched by the sacramental and devotional life provided by the college brings us closer to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and deepens our faith, hope, and charity. These are the ultimate ends of Catholic liberal education and are what make this education worthy of pursuing for its own sake. In pursuing this education, we hearken to our Lord's command to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. If Tocqueville is right, however, in pursuing this education, we are also prepared to assume our responsibilities as members of a democratic society. It is good to reflect on the purposes of Catholic liberal education at any time. It is especially good to do so as we begin a new academic year, an academic year which is also a presidential election year where so much is at stake for our country 
because of the challenges we are facing to freedom of religion and freedom of conscience. It is important for all concerned, leaders and citizens alike, to recall the words of one of our modern popes, Pope Pius XII, who in his 1944 Christmas message quoted Pope Leo XIII's encyclical Libertas, in which Pope Leo wrote that, quote, it is not forbidden to prefer temperate, popular forms of government, without prejudice, however, to Catholic teaching on the origin and use of authority. He added that, quote, the church does not disapprove of any of the various forms of government, provided they be per se capable of securing the good of the citizens, unquote. The philosophical and theological formation you receive at Thomas Aquinas College helps you understand well this quotation from Pope Leo XIII, just as it helps you understand well the words of Pope Pius XII himself later in the same document when he explains the true meaning of the democratic ideals of liberty and equality. Quote, that before the state, everyone has the right to live honorably his own personal life in the place and under the conditions in which the designs and dispositions of providence have placed him." Unquote. Thank you very much.